Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined finally by Perry Goldstein. She is back in the USA. (laughs) She is here, and we, after a week hiatus, are back recording an episode just honestly as training camp kicks off. Next week, we'll already have Packers content all over social media, all over the timeline to digest and read. But Perry, how are you doing? You are like a, a travel bug just everywhere. Yeah, I'm home until tomorrow when this episode comes out. Um, but yeah, fun summer. And uh, this off season has kind of flown by. I can't believe training camp is here. And uh, well, when you leave and you're on an airplane all the time, time just time literally flies and then training camp is here before you know it. So I thought today we could just make some general season proclamation season uh, predictions that we would have for this Packers team. They can be as serious or as outlandish as you would like, but every year we kind of do this. So I thought let's do it before preseason, before we have any maybe biases from training camp. So starting right out of the gate with number one, who is your breakout candidate for the 2023 Packers? Breakout candidate. There's so many possibilities because this team is just full of opportunity. Are you going to answer these as well? Am I going to get your yeah, answer? Yeah, I will. I will. Okay, cool. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go. So we've been talking a lot, just to caveat this, we've been doing a lot of these types of shows with Andy on Pack-A-Day. So I feel like I have some answers. Should I do offense and defense? I'm gonna sure. Offense yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs on offense. Okay. I know. It's it's an it's an easy answer, I think, because we already I feel like Christian Watson already had his little like breakout moment, his rookie season. We have higher expectations for him this coming season than just breakout star. We we want to see consistency at a higher level from Christian Watson. Show us you are the true one. Romeo had a really nice rookie campaign in the beginning of the season, kind of a surprise as you know, a guy who wasn't taken very early in the draft got hurt he came back it wasn't the same it's like this season is like let's have that breakout moment um he obviously has a really nice connection with jordan love he went out to california he practiced with him and he seems to be a bit of like a camp darling at the moment in terms of that connection with love right you heard jair kind of chirping about him catching some passes against him now he's gonna get a little bit more of a 
hands-on jaw, if you will. So if Jair is like putting focus on you in practice, that's got to mean something. So I'm going with Romeo breaking out as the true number two. And then my pick on defense is for sure Quay. Um, I just think Quay had like a really nice rookie season again, like fairly inconsistent, but that's to be expected as someone who literally got drafted first round thrown in there as a starter and said, you know, press play go. Um, he obviously has some things he needs to clean up and off the field and on the field, but I think the talent and the opportunity is all there for him to make that jump in the second season. And um, I think with the reshuffle with the defensive line, just having more guys up front who can do more, I think it allows Quay and even Devondre Campbell, although I think we know what his role is at this point, I think it'll actually allow Quay to be used in a little bit more of a diverse way. Um, so I'm excited to see that if Joe Barry decides to be, you know, creative. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to also agree with you about Romeo Dobbs, but I feel like for the sake of keeping things interesting, I'm going to throw out another name. And I don't know if you can call him a breakout candidate because he's already like a successful NFL player, but I'm going to say AJ Dillon. And I'm going to say that because of his connection with Jordan Love. I think we're going to see him a lot more involved in the passing game. And I think that he, you know, he, he hit over a thousand yards in 2021 and then he was just shy of it in 2022 but I think you know we kind of saw when Jordan Love was the quarterback that he's a security blanket for him the same way we might see more of a connection with Josiah DeGuara so he had 313 yards receiving in 2021 and then it dropped off in 2022 but I think he looks like a receiving back in 2023 I think that that's where we see him break out is as a weapon in the receiving game I love that it's also a really big year for AJ Dillon because it's a contract right, year. Exactly. And so, you know, he's going to kind of have that on his mind. Um, not to mention, you know, it's pretty obvious. I don't think this is like a hot take or anything that he wants to stay in green Bay. <laughs> so he's going to do everything humanly possible to prove his worth to the team. Yeah. And then on the defensive side of the ball, obviously there's a ton of options. I think, you know, uh, Devonte Wyatt is a really good one, but I'm going to take JJ and Igbari just because I think there's going to be opportunities really early with Rashawn potentially not starting the season. I know they've got Lucas Van Ness, but I'm not sure Lucas Van Ness is going to come in and be the day one starter opposite Preston Smith. I think a lot of those looks go to, to JJ. So I think you'll have a really nice season and then you're setting yourself up to have four really good pass rushers. If everything kind of pans out for that edge unit. So a couple names to keep, keep an eye on there. A lot of, I think really exciting options. All right. Number two. So this is the this is the one that I said was the most specific question that I had, and it's called stat predict. So I want you to try and guess the stat for one player as closely as possible. And if you want, I can give one first so that you have time to to come up with a stat. Okay. Go right. for it. So my player, I am predicting a career high for Kenny Clark. Not by much. But I'm saying that he has a career high in sacks at 6.5 because he's always had six. I think this year with Devontae Wyatt, with help along the edge, he is finally going to get six and a half sacks. I'll say 58 total tackles, seven tackles for loss and 11 quarterback hits. And I'm going to have to somehow maybe ask producer Mike to clip this so that we can come back and visit these specific stats at the end of the season. But I feel good about that. I think Kenny has has a career year. I love that. I could not agree more. I think we finally got Kenny some help and he can be the true, 
the true nose tackle that we know he can be. I also feel like we're talking a lot about Devontae Wyatt, but let's not negate, um, let's, you know, TJ Slayton, who had a really nice campaign last season. And I think that they're going to really move Lucas Van Ness around. He absolutely can see him being on the interior as well. So um, it'll free up Kenny to do Kenny things. Um, This is such a fun one. I want to do, I'm just going to do one for my guy because I think he, he obviously got paid. I think he's easily the best player on the team at the moment. Um, I actually don't think that's a hot take at all. He is one of the best coverage corners in the league, but his only knock so far has been (laughs) that he doesn't get interceptions, except that he had five last season. So I'm going to go with Jaw Money. He gets six this year. Um, He's fully healthy, shoulders no problem, which means he's going to also have beat his career high of 66 tackles um, at 67. Um, He has only one and a half sacks in his career. So let's get another one in there, one sack. Um, And let's say that one of those interceptions is returned for a touchdown. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would just lose my mind if that uh, if that was a stat line. That's incredible. I mean, we know that these are these are Pro Bowl selections. We need to get him a couple more accolades here. Obviously, he's been All Pro, um, or no, second team All Pro, right? Yeah, second team, second team All Pro. I believe twice. Yeah. So let's get him. Let's get him a first team All Pro nod. He's getting a lot of love, at least from like you know the media circles. I know content is a little dry right now, but He's a lovable guy, man. He's so easy. (laughs) He's like probably the most fun interview in the world. He's ridiculous and so silly. And um, I think he's just going to be so good for this preseason as well. Um, Just like all these guys are super young and like you can only get better by going up against the best and you have the best in practice with you every day. Yeah, that's I love that one. All right, producer Mike, help us out. Cut this up. Help us remember this so that we can revisit it because these are these are some stats we hope come true at least. Um, let's go to number three then. Who scores the first touchdown this season? Aaron Jones. Now you're Alexander. Okay. okay, so we're in agreement. Yeah, it's Aaron Jones. <laughs> Silly question. <laughs> Why? How? How does he do it? Let's make it. Uh, Okay, I have two. I actually have two predictions. One is a pipe dream, and one is the more realistic. The pipe dream is that they open the season with the same play as last season, and Christian Watson is the one that scores that 74 yard touchdown. Um, But the real, my real prediction is they come out with Matt LaFleur's script, the usual lean on the run game, quick pass, some of the underneath stuff, get everyone's nerves, jitters out the way long 10 play drive with Aaron Jones just running it in for the touchdown. Just I, a very Matt, Matt LaFleur, very Matt LaFleur drive. 
It it feels like Aaron Jones is the likely candidate here. I agree. That's what I had written down. But I, there's a part of me that just like hopes it's Jordan Love. Like I hope that there's like <laughs> they do an RPO, but it's like a quarterback keep. Yeah, like give him some play action. Just let him like. And I'm not talking like you know a, a half yard QB sneak. Like they're playing the Bears at Soldier Field. Let him scramble for like 30 yards the same way that they, that Bears fans want Justin Fields to scramble, right? Like just let Jordan Love rip it with his legs and and go find the end zone. I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I mean, do I think that's what happens? Absolutely not. But would that be magical at, at Soldier Field? Absolutely it would. It would. It really would. All right. So you kind of answered this already. Maybe, maybe not. Who then gets your first interception of the season? Okay, it's against the Bears. Yeah, so they should be, you know, easy to come by. Unless they just run the ball. Um, (laughs) I don't want to say Ja. I want to say it's like Keyshawn Nixon. I feel like Keyshawn's about to have, like, the season of his career. Not just because, like, he obviously was all pro on special teams last season, but it seems like he's pretty much locked up that slot corner position already. I can't see anyone really like usurping him there. So with Ja and Sewell on the outsides, he's going to have a lot of opportunities, I think, to make plays on the ball. So let's use that speed. I'm going to take Quay Walker and I'm going to say Justin Fields like doinks a ball into someone's helmet or like, you know, Kenny Clark just bats it up in the air and it just falls into Quay Walker's waiting arms as he, like, you know, covers the middle of the field. I like it. So. I also like it. <laughs> All right. In the same vein here, last question, uh, I guess, about specific players then. Who gets the first sack of the season? Ooh. I mean, my answer, if he was healthy, it would for sure be Rashawn. Absolutely. Yeah. Just imagine him coming back, like, with his hair on fire. But I'm going to go with Preston. Okay. That's a good one. I, I was thinking him or Kenny. I mean, th- you did give Jair one in your stat prediction. I would take a corner blitz to open the season on defense. You know, that would be be still Perry's heart. <laughs> I would die. I would just like fall to the floor deceased. Um, if we were, if they were open against the Vikings, I would say it'd be Kenny, simply because we know Kenny's favorite player to sack is Kirk Cousins. Um, but it is the Bears, so I'll go. With, I'll go with Mr. P. Yeah, and I, th- I think it makes sense that it'll be someone on the edge because we know Justin Fields loves to scramble. So, honestly, it could even be, like, Devondre Campbell. Like, it's probably going to be yeah. somebody. I don't think you're just going to catch Justin Fields randomly in the pocket. That would be uh, pretty tough to do. All right, we've, we've kind of moved past the actual player questions. We've got two left here. Next up is what game are you most excited for on the schedule? It can be, you know, player matchups that you really like, just teams in general. What are you feeling? What are you most excited about? Writing to bring up the schedule because I don't have it memorized <laughs> yet. Um, there's a lot of really good games this season. I think mostly because like there's just like a lot of young quarterbacks that the Packers are going up against, right? Um, the NFC South is like completely wide open. Obviously, the Packers play Mahomes at Lambeau in December. That's always going to be circled. I personally am excited for when they come to New York um, because they will definitely be at that game. Um, but I'm going to have to say the Raiders just okay. because I, I love a Devontae Adams reunion moment. Okay. I like that. I had not really considered that one. I had like, I mean, Devontae versus Jair in game. That's crazy. Yeah. 
That's a good one. I They I know have... each other so well. It's going to be <laughs> such a battle. If I could get to any of these games, it would have been the Chargers game. But alas, I will be on an airplane. So I will not be uh, able to go to that game live. But I, I like the Chargers a lot. I think they're going to be... It's hard to be like the little brother to the Chiefs. But I think the Chargers are kind of putting things all together. So I think that's going to be a really good game. You said it. The Chiefs, it's Sunday Night Football at Lambeau in December. Patrick Mahomes, you've got a two-time Super Bowl winning team coming like that atmosphere is going to be insane. Yeah. Um, and kind of a rematch for Jordan Love. Right. In like a weird in way. A way. In a way. Yeah. I know. I kind of like that uh, Jordan Love's home opener is against the Saints because when Brett Hundley took over for Aaron Rodgers, he started against the Saints, which is like this weird just, you know, moment. But yeah, I think for me, it would, it would maybe be the Saints game because I'm just really excited to see how Lambeau responds to Jordan Love, like coming out of the tunnel and some of those like really cool moments where there is a changing of the guard. And we have a brand new quarterback for the first time in 30 years. Like, yeah. All right. Final question. We've kind of talked about this on other shows, but, you know, just to, I guess, have it on record here again. Where does Green Bay finish in the division and what's their overall record? I hate this question. I do, too. But, you know, I think if you told to me Green it. Bay ended up anywhere, you know what I mean? Like, I would agree with you. Yeah, there's an argument for every spot. Um, I'm going to go with second. And I'm going to go with second just because I actually genuinely think the Lions are just a better team right now. Um, obviously, the Packers could prove, prove me wrong. Um, and I'm going to say same record as last season. Okay. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I we've been doing like really deep dives on pack a day with Kyle and Andrew going through every roster change for the NFC North. And when we did the lions, I just, the lions are a good football team. They're probably the best team in the division. Um, If, you know, listeners listen to the episode I did with Jacob Westendorf, we had given the Packers and the lions the best rosters on paper. Um, So I think that's what it comes down to. I think the Packers are first or second, and I could see them being one game apart with the lions, whether that's 10 and seven maybe nine and eight. I think whoever wins the division, the other team will absolutely be in contention for a wild card. Yeah, I agree. With, I do agree with that. I'm like having a little bit more tempered expectations for this Packers team, just because I think the beginning of the season is going to be a real roller coaster, and that those inconsistencies with Aaron Rodgers may lead to wins. I don't know if they'll necessarily lead to wins with this team in particular, but I'm not looking at wins and losses in the same way as I would have with an Aaron Rodgers led team. It's more about growth. So like in the first half of the season, if the Packers have a losing record, okay. But if they have a winning record in the second half, you know, the back half of the season, then I'm saying regardless of what the final record of the season is, that was a winning season for this team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is the name of the game in the NFL. It's not like, you know, time stops for anybody, but it is it is tricky because you've got, like you said, you've got A.J. Dillon coming up on a contract year. So there's a lot of players that need to be continuously evaluated while you're also trying to evaluate your brand new quarterback and what he looks like in a brand new offense. And I know it's not a brand new offense technically for LeFleur, but it is very brand new. There's a lot of new pieces here. So, yeah, um, I agree with you. I think, you know, making progress is really going to be kind of the metric for the season. And I think just how this team responds to adversity too. We talk about it. It feels like every season with Matt LaFleur and 
I don't want to turn this into anything about Aaron Rodgers or locker room culture or anything like that, but I think how we see Matt LaFleur lead a team that doesn't have a ton of vets on it is going to be really significant too. And I'm curious how a very young locker room will respond to some moments of adversity. Definitely. That's going to be a big one. I'm wondering if like some level of like naivety leads to them actually doing better. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. In terms of adversity. I mean, like just being able to be like, well, that was new. On to the next one. You know, like that level of like excitement for all the newness could actually be, it could, it could be harnessed in a positive way. And there's something to be said about expectations, right? I mean, when, when you joined the Packers five years ago, Aaron Rodgers was your quarterback and the expectation was always playoff slash Super Bowl yes. or bust. This yes. year, players are like, hey, count us out. Like, this is new to us too. And we'll make sure. something out of that instead of, I think there's something about having such high expectations placed on you that sometimes you're not ready for, or maybe the teams weren't able to live up to those expectations. But I think this team on paper is actually a team that fares really well and can surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Like there's a mental strain to expectations, of course, a pressure that can get to you, especially in such a long season, which I think is what we've seen the last couple of years versus this team is like, I think very much going to, have the Matt LaFleur adage of like, it's just one and oh this week. That's all we can really think about. Yeah. Well, this was, this was really fun. It is making me more excited for football. Every time I get to hop on the podcast and talk to you about football, um, I'm just ready for the season to get here. We've got training camp coming very soon. If you're going to be in green Bay, make sure you hit up all of the great spots that are local. Um, go spend some money at the pro shop, you know, have some fun while yes. you're up there, watch some joint practices, um, Drink some beer at Hinty <laughs> and Badger State. Tons of good places up there. Sponsor the podcast, maybe one of you while you're at it. <laughs> um, Perry, any final thoughts before we wrap the show for this week? I'm really looking forward to some real training camp football. I'm really looking forward to the pads coming on, some preseason games. Um, there's going to be a lot more. We are, we are, the light is at the end of the <laughs> off season tunnel. We are almost there um, and we're having some gonna have actual real football to talk about very very soon so get excited thank you for as usual for bearing with us through this off season <laughs> um it is not easy to talk about things when there's nothing to talk about but we're almost there and uh now that i'm looking at this schedule i'm like ready to go buy some tickets i love it i've got tickets for you to buy perry come to green bay and we will hang out and we'll do like a live episode or something we'll figure it out but thank yes. you for sticking with us like perry said We've got a ton of fun guests hoping to have on the show once the season gets started. We'll have some cool guests, hopefully, during the preseason, during training camp, some kind of live glimpses of what people are seeing in camp. But that is all the time that we have for today's show. We'll be back next week and for as long as we need to to talk about all things Packers football. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!